Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you. Enjoy. Good morning. Good morning. It's 2023, people. Yes, yes. You know what? I say that because I want people to be excited. But some of you, you're like, yeah, I'm not that excited. Anybody? Maybe really honest. You're like, yeah, I didn't want to say it because it's church. But it's like, I'm not, I'm not quite sure if I'm really excited. Well, the good thing is, is that at Mosaic, we're trying to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus. And what that means is that we need to revisit, reimagine what authentic uh, Christianity looks like, what authentic faith looks like. And part of that is acknowledging that some days are just not that good, right? Like some days are not that great, but then there are other days that are good. But regardless, regardless, God is working in your life. And so I want to welcome our online crew. I want to welcome those of you who are watching, listening later on. I mean, regardless how you're here, I'm just excited that you are here because this is part two of a series uh, that, frankly, I did not want to do. I didn't want to do it, and, uh, but I'm going to do it. And it's called what? Uh, can, you, can, you, can you help me out? What is it called? Anybody? Take yes. Dream bigger. Dream bigger. And for some of you, you're like, yes. And for others of you, you're like, oh, no, not again. Not again, because how many of you have dreamed about something and it turned into a nightmare? Anybody? Make some noise. Anybody? Right? Right. It did. It did. It did. But let's just talk about the last couple of years. Hello? Nightmare. Nightmare. But hey, this morning, I believe that God wants to speak to you, regardless of like where you are right now. And I want to also just tell you that going into this year is going to be pretty exciting. I'll tell you what, for us, for us, if you drove here and you, you probably saw that when you walked into the parking lot, now you've got like three different options of churches. Hello, you. We're creating a buffet here for you, right? Right? So here's what's funny, interesting. What's interesting is, is that it's a church that, uh, not consulting us, moved in uh, next door. And so this is going to be great. Um, and so we're trying to figure that out. So if you hear something, uh, because we can hear them, um, uh, I might have to go and just bang on the door, you know, on the, not the door, but this wall right here, because we share this wall. Uh, but you know what? You know what? The good thing is, is that, um, man, we're going to be able, we're going to be able to see God move. And I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know that God turns difficult things into good things. How, I don't know, but I'll tell you what, I have seen it again and again and again. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what God does, and I'm going to be also frustrated, but it's all good. It's all good, because guess what? It's a new year. Hello. Hey. And God is good all the time. And oh, Okay. All right. All right. Let's jump in. Let's jump in. Let's talk about what I believe that God wants to speak to you. I think he wants you to wake up this morning. He wants you to wake up. 
wake up to what he has for us. Have you, by the way, have you, if you're wondering what this box is, have you ever, do you know what this is? Anybody know what this is? Anybody know? Anybody know? Those of you who don't know, this is a fire alarm, okay, uh, that goes into, that, that your house has or your apartment has, fire alarm, okay? Have you ever had to switch this out? Anybody? Switch this out. How do you know when you switch this out? The, the, the beeping from hell, right? That, that I, could you, have you ever noticed, how could something so small be so annoying? And then you look at your kids. But anyways, but like, I'm joking, I'm joking. It's my, no, okay. Uh, but, sorry, kids. You're, you're awesome. God loves you. Okay, uh, so I woke up to one of these, okay? I woke up to one of these, and I could not find where it is, because that's the problem. Because it doesn't come with one. Depending on your house, it comes with several. I kid you not, friends, I kid you not. I went around the house, called the neighbor, trying to figure out, I have all of mine in here, in this box. All of them. All of them. I was going nuts. I was like, what is this thing? I, and you're like, hold on, are they still here and there's no fire alarms in your house? Correct. <laughs> Correct. We do not. I told the kids, I told my wife, listen, it's only one story, jump out of the window. It's okay, we got grass, you're gonna sprain an ankle, you're good. It's all good. I've seen it in the movies, it works, it's okay, okay? Others of you, you're like really scared. You're like, what's going on right here? My resolution, New Year's resolution, is to put these back, okay? That's, that's, that's what I'm going to do. What's I'm going to do? But what's funny about this is that I was looking around and the whole time I could not find something and it was in another device. It was in, it was in another device that was beeping. I was like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And I bring this up because I want you to maybe think, could you have an internal beep going on in your life that's causing you to kind of wake up to some certain things? Like, wake up to the reality of your life, the reality of the situation you're, you are. Have you ever woken up and looked at your phone or thought about the thing that's been um, uh, bothering you, the decision that you've had to make, and you, you, you were so glad you fell asleep, but now you have to wake up? Have you ever been in that moment in your bed going, I just want to stay in bed? Like, if I stay in bed long enough, it'll go away. Like, have you ever been to a point where you're like, you know what, can I just start all over again? I remember waking up to a war. Kid you not, like my story is, the way I came to the States is because Iraq invaded Kuwait in the 90s. And I grew up in Kuwait, um, was born and raised there. And I woke up, my mom woke me up and I woke up to a war that Iraq had invaded Kuwait and we were there throughout the Gulf War and finally got to come here. And I remember thinking, I should just stay in bed. Like this was, this was a nightmare going through the war, and a lot of stories concerning that. But for you, maybe you and I need to wake up to some things. Make, wake up to maybe, maybe honestly, the, the anger that you have been um, dealing with. It's, it's not just frustration, it is really anger. It's waking up to apathy, and it's not really apathy, it's turned into laziness. For some of us, it, we have to wake up to our darkness. Like wake up to some things that are wrong in our life. And that means as you wake up to the sin that's happening and that's allowing to fester in you. Maybe for some of us, it's, it's waking up to the brokenness. Waking up to the fact that there's something 
that we have to address this year because it has lingered on and on and on and on and on. And we have to wake up to it. For others of us, we might need to wake up to our potential, wake up to the growth, wake up to the possibility and the wonder of our lives actually turning around. And I can tell you right now, as I think about this series, that's why I told you I did not want to do this, is because when I think of this, I think, okay, it's just let's put a positive spin on something that's terrible. And I'm not trying to do that at all. But I'm telling you that there is something in our souls that reminds us that we need to wake up to some things. That there are, flag, there, 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 there are warning signs on the dashboard of our lives that say, hey, hey, there's something wrong. How many of you have ignored a check engine light? Come on. You're, you're laughing right now. You're like, oh, I have several on. I'm just hoping it goes away. I remember one person told me, they're like, hey, but it went away, so it's good. That's not good, actually. It's, actually, it's, like, it's basically what, what that... When it, if it goes away, it's saying the car has given up. That's what it's saying. It's like, I don't even care anymore, okay? I don't even care. What if you and I were to wake up? What does that look like for us? You know, about 40% of us, like 38.5% of us, make New Year's resolutions, right? Did you know that how many people actually keep them? Anybody know? It's in the single digits here. 9 to 12% keep their resolutions. Do you also know that above 55, it drops the number of people who make resolutions? Like after 55, they're like, I don't even care. <laughs> like I know. Like 55-year-olds and older laugh at the at younger people and go, yeah, yeah. That's, I remember when I used to do that. That's dumb. You know, like it keeps on going. But see, the thing is, is that we make res resolutions because it's the thing to do. But waking up is different. Waking up is realizing that we just don't need to be on this treadmill of always doing what we're doing. Like last week in our first uh, talk for this year, I talked about this idea of sleepwalking. That some of us are, might be just walk, sleepwalking into next this year, basically taking the same stuff and moving into the next year. You're doing the same routine. You do the same thing every year. You make a resolution last year. You did it. You didn't necessarily keep it. Maybe you kept one of them, but you just do it again. And so what we do is we just keep doing the same things. Waking up means, hold on, I'm not, I'm not going to do what I keep doing. I'm not going to keep doing what others are doing. I'm going to stop and go, what is going on in me? And that's why I asked you last week to begin a journey for about 20, 23 days to fast to, to pray, to lean in and listen to heaven. That we, that we realize that the problem is not that heaven can't hear us, that God can't hear us. The problem is we can't hear him. And so I know for me that this journey has been pretty interesting, just fasting and, and focusing on like, what is God saying to me? Because I move into this year very sober-minded. Because friends, last year was a little rough. And the year before that was a little rough. I tell you this because this is the reality that I think most of us, most of us wake up to. A friend of mine just recently asked me, he's like, hey, so how are you? And you know, for me, I can always say, yeah, I'm doing good. But he's like, hey, how's this year going? And I'm like, you know what? Let me just go back to next, last year first. Last year, man, was a doozy. I think part of it last year was that I felt that we were going to turn things around. As, as, a, as a church, as a society, as COVID was going to die off. And we're like, last year, this time, I was like, we're going we're, we're gonna to get back into it. 
And I don't know if you remember, last year, this weekend, we didn't even meet because of COVID. And we didn't even meet three weeks into it. And then there's things that happened in my life, in my family's life, in this church that have been so hard. And the reason why I don't talk about it is because I don't want to burden you guys. I don't want to feel like I'm just like, oh, this is therapy for me. But things have been extremely hard, just complicated, friends. And I've talked to some of you, and you've had some prayer requests that you put on the cross, that you shared with us, that you emailed with us. And I'm like, I don't even know what to do. On Tuesdays, the staff, we pray every week together for you guys. And there's some of the needs that you guys put up. I'm like, I don't even know what to do here. I don't even know what to do when cancer comes back and you got to go through chemo. I don't know what to say and pray. I don't know. See, they're hard things. But what do we do? What do we do? We can just keep on going, you know what? This is as good as it gets, and we're just going to go through life hoping nothing bad happens. Or we can wake up to the reality of our lives and go, what is going on? For me, my wake-up call was when I realized that I was becoming a certain kind of person I did not want to be. Have you, did you feel that by any means? Like, I, uh, this, th- I got COVID last year, and after that, man, I just had COVID brain. Any of you have COVID brain? Okay, I had COVID everything, or I had, I had some stuff that I was like, I just, I was, I had to stop and go, what am I doing? I don't even like who I've become. So I refuse to go to this year being that same guy I was. Is things going to get harder? I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't know. Is it going to get easier? I don't, I don't know. I refuse to be that person. You know, there's a passage of scripture that Jesus, um, says to his, there's, a, there's a, the thought that he shares with his disciples. And it's one of those that I think if we don't fully grasp it, we're going to miss everything. John 14, he says this, I tell you the truth, okay? Help me out with this verse. Let's read it together. Can we do that? If you're uh, new here, it's, it's good. You can just, we'll put the screen, uh, we'll put the verses on the screens for you, okay? It says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. See, Jesus tells his, looks at his disciples and he says, there is so much more that you can do. There's so much more potential that you have. There are greater works that I have in store for you and I'm going, I'm going so you can do them, which sounds really strange because you're like, I want to be with you and so we'll do works together. But as we read, if you, if you know the gospel stories, what happens is, is Jesus is basically setting the stage for the Holy Spirit to come. That he's saying, I'm going to go to the Father. The Spirit of God is going to come inside and live inside of you. And then you're going to do greater things. Now, if you've been in a mosaic, we talk about this spirit. We talk about this power that God is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his what? power in us, which is the Holy Spirit. So when I find myself becoming a certain kind of person, thinking like this is as good as it gets, going into this year, going, you know what? I used to, I dreamed big. I dreamed a lot, really big last year. And I got, I got sorely disappointed. Why should I do it again? And then I'm reminded of this passage that tells me that, that you and I have been given the power of God's presence to live and dwell inside of us. And it's not for everybody. I just want you to know this, okay? I want you to know this. If you've invited the Holy Spirit in, you get access to that power. But if you haven't invited the Holy Spirit in, you don't. And I'm not going to try to say that you're not special and God doesn't love you. He does. God loves 
and loves all of us. But there is this special power that comes when you ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. And so I began to just stop and go, if this verse is true, then it's not just a pick-me-up verse. This isn't a, hey, you can do it verse. This is a, you have God's power in you, and you have to access it and allow it to move within you. And I began to convince myself going, how many, when's the last time I prayed that God, your power work in me, that I need you. I can't do this on my own. Like I need, I, I'm, this is not going to work if I put all my effort into it. I cannot do this. You have to move. And for some of us, you have to wake up to the Holy Spirit inside of you. Wake up to the power that lies within you. Wake up to the presence around you. Wake up to the possibility of God moving supernaturally around you. Because for some of us, you're like, you know what? I've done my thing. You work hard and you put all the effort in and all that, but there's something that's missing. And that thing that's missing is the power of God's presence in your life. And so as you start the year off, as you wake up, my hope is that you wake up to God's presence within you, that you can do greater things here, greater, greater things. So what do they look like? What do they look like? You know, for me, I, uh, I started, I, I read, I, I picked up this book by this guy named Bob Goff. And if you know the author, you know, he got really popular um, with his book called Love Does. And so he wrote this book called Dream Big. And again, did I want to read this book? No, I did not. I did not, okay? And when I mean read, I mean audible. It's reading. Whatever, okay? It still counts. And so I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it, you know? Because I was like done with the whole like, okay, it's once again. And as I, as I started reading this book, I was like, this was so convicting. It was so like, oh, it woke me up. It woke me up. And as I began to think about that, I thought, you know what? I don't want to tell people to dream big. And I begin to tell myself, I don't want to dream big, but I do want to dream bigger. There's a difference. It's not big, it's bigger. You see, when I think of dream big, I think of all the other people in my life, in my surroundings that have like gone after some things. And I go, I want to do that. I want to be that big in a sense. You know, I want to be that, 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 whatever. I want to be that famous. I want to be that popular. I want to be that uh, successful. I want to have that kind of peace. I want to be that. I want to be that. I want to be that. And when we look at Instagram, when we look at social media, we have been given a definition of what is big. And so people go, dream big, dream big, dream big. And not to knock uh, Bob Goff, his book is called Dream Book Big. You should get it for sure. But for me, I thought, I don't want to do that. I want to dream bigger, bigger than I am dreaming right now. So if you get anything, if you're watching this, if you get anything out of this, I don't want you to dream big. I want you to dream bigger than you are right now. And your next bigger is your next step. I don't want you to get to step 10. I want you to get to step two because I know the last year was rough for some of us. But what would it look like for you to think of yourself and to go, okay, when it comes to my spirit, my soul, my body, what is, what can I dream that's bigger than I'm dreaming right now? What is something that I can do right now that's bigger? I, can I think bigger? 
So when it comes to, let's just break this down. If it comes to your, uh, for you, for you spiritually, your spirit, can you, can you, can you maybe make a goal or wake up to trusting deeper, bigger in a sense when it comes to God? For some of us, that is the intention. That should be the intention of this year. Besides your other resolutions, that should be the biggest thing. What about praying bigger when it comes to your spirit? Like this idea of like, uh, no, no, not big, not ridiculous, because there's some people who can pray ridiculous prayers, right? And you're not one of them. We know. We got you. We got you. No one calls and says, could you pray for me about this? No one does. Okay? I get that. I get it. I'm not one of those people. Okay? My, if you want prayer and you want consistent prayer, you want consistent prayer, call Ashley. Okay? I will think of you and I will pray. And, but she will, she, would do, she will do it and knock it out. Maybe for you, spiritually, that's your goal this year. This idea of doing greater things is maybe is praying, praying, praying bigger in a sense. What does that look like for you? What does it look like for you to, to listen better? Listen better. And I'm not talking about, you know, your interpersonal relationships. I know my spouse tells me to listen better. No, no, not, not that. That's good. And maybe you should apply that. But I'm talking about with God, spiritually. What does it look like for you to listen better? Maybe shut the radio off. Maybe shut the, the take off the AirPods. Maybe it's intentionally taking a minute and going, I want to hear. I want to hear. I want to hear. Remember, remember, you don't need to convince God to talk to you. You don't need to convince God to talk to you. He's been talking to you this whole time. You just got to listen better. How do, we, how do we do that? Maybe that's a goal. Maybe it's actually reading more. Maybe it's reading the scriptures. Maybe you've like gotten to a place right now where you felt like, you know what? I used to believe the scriptures and all the things and all the stories and all that. And then I just went through this past couple of years and have kind of, the word is deconstruct or have kind of thought through the scriptures and no longer um, believe what I used to believe about the scriptures. But then, okay, if that's the case, then let's wake up to that. What do you believe about them? What is good? What, what is something? Have you even done the work in a sense? Have you done the work to go, okay, I'm going to get better at this and understanding what, how do I better understand the scriptures? Maybe that needs to be the goal when it comes to your spirit. When, when it comes to your soul, what does it mean to live a bigger life, to dream bigger when it comes to your soul? And I'm talking about emotionally. Emotionally, what it looked like for you what would it look like for you to have a better, better uh, way of managing your feelings? Can we, have a, can we do that? Friends, let me just ask you. Don't trust everything you feel. You're like, what? No, no, no. Feelings are real, but they're not true. I, have fe I feel a lot of things. It depends. When I'm hungry and I'm fasting, I feel a lot of things. Is that real feelings? Yes. Are they true? No. No. Because I'm hungry, I hate what? Everything. Everything. We know. We know. Snickers bars has told us that. Okay? You're not yourself when you're what? Exactly. We know that. That's in the Bible too. Not, no, it's not. It's not. But what did it look like for you to make a, to be, to, to live a bigger life emotionally? 
Not be swayed back and forth. Maybe it's connected to this, this idea of your soul trying to cope. By the way, I want to tell you about coping. Coping is a good thing. Don't let anybody tell you coping is not. We do it. We're wired up to cope. For some of us, we cope so much. You know what that means? That means that your body is saying, I want to live. I want to survive. I want to get over this. I need help. When people stop coping is when they totally give up. And that leads to a very, very dark place. But if you're coping right now, if you're trying to figure out a way to get peace, if you're trying to figure out a way to like make sense of everything that's going on in your life, if, you're, if, you're, if you started habits to just cope, if you do certain things to cope, it's okay. But, but you have to find a healthy way to cope. You have to find a healthy way to cope because for some of us, coping can be, become the crutch of our lives. See, God wants to give you everlasting peace. The Holy Spirit wants to develop in you a confidence that doesn't come from you doing certain things to make yourself good. Coping is a human thing, but we're talking supernatural. God gives you his spirit that you can move beyond coping, beyond just a, the, just a temporary fix that you need right now. Your body needs to move to another place. So you're not having to, like me, you're having to eat chips a lot, like, like tortilla chips all the time. Not for me to just keep on doing this. And for some of us, we've done this. We've allowed certain things in our life, friends. You know this. We've allowed certain things that are, you know, we're like, it's illegal, it's legal, it's fine, it's fine. And I'm talking about weed. Yeah, I am. I'm talking about all kinds of stuff that we, we go, you know what, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. But even the scriptures say, hey, Everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. You are wired not to live your life as a human, as a, as, a, as a masterpiece of God, coping your way through life. You were meant to live a life filled with the power of God's presence, that you have this peace that, man, tramples anxiety in your life. And not that you have to keep doing something that gives you a... a, a a sense of centeredness that doesn't come from just the day going well and no one freaking out. No, a, a sense of grace that's not connected to other, being, other people being kind, but you have this kindness in you. There's something greater that God wants us to experience. So what would it look like for you? What would it look like for me to, have, to dream bigger spiritually? Man, what it would it look like for us to, to dream bigger emotionally? What does, that, what does that mean for us? For some of us, this year is the year you have to get better at relationships. You got to get better at relationships. I'll tell you what, we all have a place, right? We all have this. I mean, some, some people are just great at relationships and other people, what? Stink. And I have to, I've had to realize for myself, that there is something about my ability to be in relationships. How good are you in relationships? How bad are you in relationships? That, my friends, is a question for us to ask as we go through this, as we think about dreaming this bigger body. Like, let's talk about spirit, soul, body, physically. Physically, what, is, what, is, what, is, what would it look like for you to dream bigger? And I mean, not big, not big. I mean, just healthier. What's your next step physically in the stuff you do? 
It could not just be health-wise, but also career-wise. What is that next thing? I mean, I don't want you to just go, you know what, you need to dream bigger, and dream big and go after gold. I'm saying go after bronze. I'm saying go after something in your life that says, hey, I refuse to be the person that I'm like becoming right now. What does it look like for us to, when it comes to our finances, to be more gracious in our lives? What would that look like, my friends? I wonder if for some of us, can you hear them? God bless. Okay. God bless. What would it look like for us to ignore all the other voices in our lives and focus? What would it look like? Anyways, let me read you this passage. Let me read you this passage. This is Psalm 126. It's kind of a cool passage. And um, it's, one of, it's actually a profound passage. It's one of the, it's one of the Psalms, but this is a particular one. This, uh, the, uh, there's, uh, there are... Uh, uh, this psalm is actually uh, one, of, uh, um, one of 15 psalms that are actually called the Songs of Ascent. And they're particular because these uh, psalms are connected to uh, expressing certain gratitude. The Jewish people actually wrote down and began singing these songs because there was a historic thing that took place in their lives, in their, their history. And that was basically they were exiled into Babylon. And again, for us, we're like, oh, we don't know. We're not, we, we don't really relate to that. But I just want you to know, this is when like, the, the worst thing that could happen to them happened. Families were separated. Things were just, the things that were built for so long were destroyed. And they were exiled out of their land into another place. And God told them that it would take 70 years for them to be in exile. And then God would return them. And I just want you to know that that my friends, even though we can't relate to that, that is a big deal. When you are told you're going to live in this state for like 70 years, what happens to your soul? What happens and how do you, how do you really cope with that at all? Here's what, um, here's what they say. It says this. It says, the psalmist writes, he says, when the Lord brought us, brought back his exiles to, uh, to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, what amazing things the Lord has done for us. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. And then it says, restore our fortunes, our fortunes, Lord, as streams, as streams re renew the desert. And then it says, there's something so profound. It says, those who plant in tears will harvest with shouts of joy. They weep as they go to plant their seeds, but they sing as they return with their harvest. But look at the last passage idea here. He's talking about those who plant in tears will, will harvest with shouts of joy. And those who weep as they go to plant their seeds will come back, will come back singing. This idea reminds us and tells us, encourages us of some profound thoughts. And that is one. There's a few, there's a few but two major ones. Some of us, some of us have been doing things maybe this past year, maybe you're doing them right now, and you are crying as you do them. You're weeping as you do them. Your heart is breaking as you do them. You are sowing seeds of tears. 
And some of you have cried and cried for relationships that have died. Some of you have cried and cried for a vision or a dream that has died. You, have plant, you, you are planting tears right now. I mean, I, I don't want to say I get that because I don't know who you are and I don't know your, your situation, but I understand just doing the things, crying while you're doing them. Going, God, why am I doing this? When some of us have to like, when a, when a relationship in a marriage dies and you have to break up that family and now you're moving out. I mean, just the thought and the loss of you moving out of a place you've built and into a new place, that breaks your heart, doesn't it? When you have to tell a loved one that this is going to end and this relationship is going to no longer be the same, it breaks your heart. How many of us have heard the news, right? Heard the news of, of a, a medical report that you're like, I, I, oh, why in the world would God allow this? You've sowed, you've sowed in tears. I want you to know that those tears are seeds to God. And I can't explain it. I can't explain it. I can't explain it, but it's, it's like he's saying that if you sow in tears, you will have a harvest. You will have a fruit that comes out of your tears. That your tears will not be wasted as you've cried through this and anguished through this. And you're praying and believing and believing and believing and nothing is changing. I just want you to know it's not going to waste it's an investment to a fruit that I'm not quite sure how it's going to come out. It's an investment to a harvest that I'm not quite sure how it's going to work out. And then, then this passage tells us this too. It says that God, God allows death of certain things. God allows certain things to die for those things to be resurrected, for a new thing to be resurrected. That there are generational things that need to die off. That there are things that need to die off before there is a new birth. See, I'm, I'm reminded of this. That if, if I'm not seeing a new birth, a new dream in me, it's partly because I've been holding on to an old one. I remember a pastor friend of mine. I'll tell you what, I was like, I had all these dreams, you know. Uh, I used to have all these resolutions, and now I've grown up, and I don't make them anymore. And so... No, but I used to have this, this, these, all these dreams, and this mentor pastor friend of mine was like, hey, hey, let me ask you, uh, would you allow your dream to die? I'll never forget that. Never forget that. It was like decades ago. I remember the moment. He was like, let your dream die. And I was like, I'm never going to meet with you again. Like, you're the worst mentor. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you mean, let your dream die? And then he said, if you let your dream die, God will resurrect and has the space to resurrect a new one. And that got me and has got me and stayed with me for all these years. For some of us, it's going to kill us, we think. It's going to kill us if we let something die. You think if you let this die, it's going to be the death of you. And that is not true. It's not true. I think for some of us, we need to let some things die for God to birth new life. He told the people, he's like, hey, 70 years 
70 years, you'll be in exile. There's certain things that are going to die off. And I will. I will restore. And that's why this psalm is so important. It's, it's so important because it says this. It says, when God brought us out, when we got on the other side of this, it was like a dream come true. It was like a dream uh, that we thought would never come um, to pass, that we would never be in it. So as we start off this year, I want you to wake up and dream again. I want you to wake up to wherever your world is, and I want you to dream bigger and see God move. So I'm going to ask the band to come on up. I'm going to ask, um, I want us to pray together. I want us to get into response time. And as they do, I want to, I, I want to, I want to, invite you to be a part of an experience right now that maybe that you maybe just allow yourself to wake up maybe you allow yourself to be um to just be um not in control for a minute or two that maybe as we sing this song there's some things in you that maybe could break off of you as we get into this, maybe there's some things that you're like, Name, I don't want to wake up to this, but you know you have to. Maybe as you, uh, maybe as you think about this, you're like, Name, I, I, there is no way I can get out of this addiction because I have coped and have been coping for so long. You have no idea. And I get it. I get that. But what if, what if God was able to, by his power, do something in you that you could not be done with your effort. So let's do that. Let's stand together. Can we do that? And let's just pray together for a little bit. Let's stand together. Let's pray. Hmm. Lord God, I thank you so much for today. God, I thank you, God, that for some of us, today is, is going to be a day that we need to realize that, that we can't do this on our own. We need to realize that, God, that we are stuck in a place, not able to move forward. But, Father, we need to do something. God, we, we, we have to do something that changes. God, for some of us, this year could be a repeat of last year. But we know, we know that we cannot be that person anymore. We know that we do not want to be that person anymore. We cannot afford to be that person anymore. So God, I pray right now. I pray right now, God, as people are finding themselves in a point of going, you know what, I'm, I don't want to do this anymore. I want, I want to live a bigger life. Then God, remind us that the power of your presence lives inside of us. Lives inside of us. And so God, for some of us today, for some of us today, it's the first time we invite your spirit within us. And it starts with saying, Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my life. I'm not quite sure if I, you know, I call myself a Christian. I'm not quite sure what I believe. I'm, I'm not resolved in so many things. But right now, at least today, at this point, I'm saying, I give you, I give you my life. My doubts, my fears, my, un, my, my incompleteness, and my brokenness. I give you my life.
right now. God, as some of us are praying that, we're basically saying we're running back to you, God. We've known all along that we need to go back to you. And so, Father, I thank you for that. I thank you for that, God. I pray, God, that as we respond today, that, God, you would move us in a powerful way. God, do your work, Lord God. Do your work. Do your work, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.